Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Mara, the meatloaf! You see what happens, Larry? How to get burned! How to get burned! How to get burned! They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. I am loving this. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Come with me if you want to live. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Now, here's your hosts, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny! Hey, moviegoers! You're listening to Two Dudes Movie Reviews with Sky and Colin. And we're fashionistas now. <laughs> we're maxinistas. <laughs> I'm sewing a new pair of Jankos. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. I took a Sharpie to my jeans and I'm making a scene. <laughs> Damn, you know a lot about fashion. <laughs> I do know a lot of fa- about fashion. You know, some people try talking about culture but i'm you know culture is one thing i'm all about fuck culture i want couture (laughs) put holes in my jeans daddy (laughs) i may have mentioned this on the pod once but my friend wayne in high school he made a bet with me and he took the bet to heart and i completely forgot about it but basically I was in like extracurricular art and your final was you had to do a painting or something for the school. And my friend was basically just like, yo, he's like, you should do something like fucking crazy. And if it, ha- if they let you do it, I'll get it tattooed on my body. Like if you go through with it and I was like, okay. So I got approved this giant painting, like a six foot by six foot painting that I did of Benjamin Franklin roller skating on the earth with like a rainbow behind him. And his like rollerblades said like roller awesome. <laughs> and like two or three years go by. And then out of the blue, Wayne calls me. He's like, yo, you want to come with me? I'm getting Benjamin done. I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, I'm getting Ben t- t- tattooed on my, on my leg. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, are you fucking serious? And uh, he was like, yeah. So we went and the guy tattooed him, but he got it like way up on his upper thigh. And the real reason was because he didn't want his mom to see that. He got Benjamin Franklin rollerblading tattooed on his leg. So we got it like way up, but we were like, why are you getting it tattooed up so high? And he was like, if you knew anything about fashion, you would know that booty shorts are going to be in like five years. (laughs) I mean, was he wrong? I don't know. (laughs) I just really want to see, like I got, I have this vision now of just some dude roller skating on like the Venice boardwalk with Benjamin Franklin tattooed on his leg and booty shorts. (laughs) Love it. Now, full disclosure, I think you've told me that before. I think you've mentioned it on the podcast before. I'm not sure. Yeah, I was going to say, I know I'm I'm almost positive I've told you. I don't know if I've mentioned it on the pod, but you edit the episodes, so you would know better I would, than me. I would know. <laughs> yeah, I would. Yeah, I would know. I, I'm pretty sure we've talked about that because we've talked about the tattoo thing before. Mm. Yeah. In, in a different context, for sure. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. Today is a day of dogs. <laughs> reckoning. Today's the day, it's of, the day reckoning. of reckoning. It's, a, it's, a, it's the barkening is upon us. Yeah. 
I would say that this is a this is a huge event. Like, oh my god, we're talking about a Disney remake movie, but this is like the eighth time we've done it on the show in like two years. So yeah, yeah, and um, and you know, it's not really a remake. It's a it's it's a prequel, or, or it's a it's an origin story. It's Joker. <laughs> it's the Joker. <laughs> you know, this is about Cruella Deville's descent into into madness. <laughs> And, um, you know, it really sheds a light on like society and like the, 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 the depths, uh, 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 people, uh, uh, will, the, 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 the sink to when pushed, uh, by fuck you guys. I, I said that because I saw a lot of people being like, this is Disney's Joker. And I'm like, is every like is uh is like Morbius gonna be compared to like Joker? Like every every villain origin story movie that we're getting now is gonna be compared to Joker. Like it, it's yeah. that that uh studio's Joker. It's like pro- probably not. It's probably not it gonna be, be that. <laughs> Bitch, it might be. Maybe, maybe. You never know. Um, I've always said Prometheus. It's like the Xenomorph Joker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Lightyear is going to be the Toy Story Joker. Yeah. That scene uh, That scene where Buzz is just laughing to himself. And they're like, what's going on, Buzz? And he just goes, you wouldn't get it. <laughs> then he just walks out. He's covered in blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with a smile on his face. <laughs> yeah. Uh to infinity and beyond. But this is a movie so we're talking Cruella today and you actually saw it a, a while before I did. did. You did you see it in theaters? Yeah, I saw it in theaters and yeah, it's been a while since I saw it. So I'm, yeah. I'm actually hoping you can jog my memory a little bit on some things. Ah, we will see. We will see, won't we? Yeah, no, um, it took me a little bit of time to get around to it. Been very busy boy. You're also a busy boy. Mm-hmm. Um, we are, we're both going away this week coming up. Yeah. Well, actually, the week that we're recording this, it's the week coming up. But the week that this comes out, it would have been last week is when we went away. Yeah. If that's not confusing. Nobody needs to know that. Where are you going? I'm going to Asbury Park. I'm actually not going that far. <laughs> Just going into Jersey. Um, oh, but we're spending two nights in Asbury Park, me and my lady, and uh, we're having a nice, nice beach days. I got a awesome new bathing suit and uh, and button down combo that I'm gonna be fucking rocking. Nice. It's like a like I, a I got a their Playboy swim trunks. Oh, I see, oh man. Yeah, so they're like this like black, but they kind of have like this smoky bleach staining thing going on, and it kind of looks like um kind of like a marble look and it has mm-hmm. a gold playboy bunny on it. Oh, and then I got this shirt and it's like a black and white zebra print and it nice. just looks, looks, it's a crazy combo, but it's an, it's a, it's an aesthetic. A, you can that, say, I was going to say that's a summer combo. Yeah. Me and her got matching slides, oh. matching, matching Satanist slides. <laughs> I, pentagrams uh, on them. <laughs> I was going to say, I, uh, I feel like a douche because like five minutes before we start recording, you told me that you're going to Asbury Park. <laughs> you already forgot. Yeah, that's I was like when I asked you what you were doing, I was genuine. I was like, what are you doing? 
I don't know about this. And then you started talking. I was like, you just told me about this. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. What, the Lego you... Batman movie all over again. I know. So th- uh, you're going, this is your brother's wedding now? Yeah. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I know you were just away for the bachelor party. Yeah. His, his wedding's this weekend. His wedding's actually Tired. on Friday. Uh, because this is, I think, the third time they've had to reschedule it because of interesting Friday. COVID. I thought weddings are usually a Saturday affair. So because they've had to push this back so many times, this was the only day throughout the entire summer that they could reschedule and get the DJ, the venue, and someone else, maybe the caterer, that were or no, the photographer that were all available on the same day. So damn, they basically a- like. So stressful to coordinate that many people's availabilities and schedules. Yeah. And their, their wedding. I mean, the main reason why it got pushed back is because it was, they had a lot of people to invite and yeah. Cause I think it's like 150 people are around there and mm-hmm. yeah, they just obviously with capacity, they couldn't, couldn't uh, host it a few months ago, but they kept pushing it back. So it's on a Friday. Um, so I'm flying out Wednesday. Rehearsal dinner is Thursday. Wedding's Friday, Saturday, the whole family, we're going to go see Fast and Furious 9 because that's what you do. <laughs> and then awesome. I'm coming back Sunday. Yeah. Perfect. I uh, just married. I said, go to see Fast and Furious. Yeah. No, no, Brandon, Brandon and Nicole are going to Vegas. Um, but oh, nice. the rest of us, to, yeah. Why would settling. they fly that far just to see the movie? <laughs> yeah. It's a really nice theater. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it was funny. I, I was talking to Ryan. I was like, yo, it was like the weekend we're going to be back. F9 comes out and he was like, dude, we got to go see it. And I was like, let me ask like Brianna and like you ask Liv if they'd be willing to go see it. And I like went up to Brianna. I was like, hey, um, me and Ryan were talking about going to go see like Fast 9. Like, are you down to see some crazy shit? And she was just like, yeah, that ride was pretty awesome. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> that'll absolutely do it. Yeah. And then Liv was like, should I watch the other ones to know what's going on? I was like, fuck no. I was like, I reviewed Hobbs and Shaw. I haven't like seen any of them. I was like, all you need to know is that it's going to be the dumbest shit you've ever seen in your life. And that's it. (laughs) All you need to know is that it started as movies about drag racing. (laughs) And now it's just something completely different. Yeah. Now it's, uh, I mean, cars are hardly in it. So yeah, they're superheroes, but any, yeah, we're, yeah. We can't, can't blow our load on that. We got to save that for an, for another episode. That's right. We will... Oh, man, I'm excited to talk about that eventually. But I'm also very excited for today's episode because we're doing things a little bit different, my man. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, this week, two weeks in a row now, actually, we don't have a trailer park. That's a real tease no. for the people who actually like the trailer park. Yeah, that's the compromise. Instead of just not doing it. We know we know you guys just like it for the theme song. So there it is. Um, <laughs> but there's no trailer park this week. Because we finally, finally have a game to play. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Yo, daddy, daddy did some thinking today. Actually, I thought of this yesterday, maybe. You know what? I might have thought about this like a week ago and just started putting it together yesterday and, and today. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've mentioned on the on the show before, we don't really play games unless we can come up with a stupid pun based on the movie that we're watching. Yeah. 
And sometimes the joke is the uh, the name of the game, and that's like the only thing funny about it is just how dumb the name is. Sometimes what's funny about the game are the rules, like the the John Cena game or the or the, the one we gave the, we uh what was it Invisible Man. We said you can't see me, and it was yeah. movies where a main character or somebody is invisible, or a movie that stars John Cena. <laughs> yeah, which is just stupid. <laughs> what a it's dumb idea for so a good. Game. But it's fun. Like I like those games, and um, this is now, no exception. Okay, I was gonna say, I had an idea for the name of the game, but I don't know what the game is, so. After you tell me what the name of the game is, I'll tell you what I thought you were going to name the game. Okay. So this game is actually very close to a game that you brought to the table. And we did it with, I think, Tarantino. Yep. An alien. That one. Yeah. How did that game work? So that was uh, basically we went on uh, or I went on Rotten Tomatoes, found the most bullshit audience reviews of famous Taran- Tarantino movies or any of the alien movies. And then you had to guess which movie the review is from. I think that yeah, one's so- called everybody is a critic. And I think you play the Anakin. I hate sand clip. <laughs> yeah, I did. That's right. <laughs> so, so this is a very similar premise, but you'll see there is a difference. So I'm naming this game. 101 damnations. <laughs> You want to know what I thought you were going to name the, the, the game? What? Who let the dogs out? I should have. Uh, but I wouldn't have I wouldn't have had a good game for that. I guess I could have picked movies that have dogs in them <laughs> yeah, or something. That, but that's that's boring. Yeah. Uh, but no, this is 101 Damnations. I like it. I like it. Now, what this game is, is that is I'm going to be reading one star reviews from Rotten Tomatoes for specifically Disney remakes. Okay. So that narrows it down for you. And you're going to have to tell me what movie you think it is. Okay. So I got a, I got a good list here of reviews. Some, some funnier than others. Uh, Are you ready to play this game? I am. I am ready. All right, <clears throat> round one. This might be tough. Okay. One star. Soulless, pointless, only a sad feeling at the end. One star. Now, these can go either way. Like, we usually, when we do this, I usually, like, <laughs> that would be the review I bring to the table for, like, Alien. <laughs> or, like, or like Pulp Fiction. Because it's some right. dumbass. So, it's like... Either you can bring a really bad review for a good movie, or you can actually try and guess based on what you think. Yeah, um, I'm that gonna. Si- you, these are for the uh, the remakes. Yeah, remakes, so. yeah. So most of them are bad. Which one leaves you sad? I'm gonna go with Dumbo. Dumbo, you say? Yeah. Ah, uh, no, Dumbo's not the answer. The answer I was looking for was Aladdin. Oh. Are they sad at the end of it? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Are you ready for the next one? Yeah. Okay. One star. Soulless, pointless, only a sad feeling at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Did you write these reviews? 
No. <laughs> just give me a guess. Any, any, just throw one out there. Don't think too hard. Just. I'm gonna. I'm gonna guess. Move on. Move on. Yeah, that's actually. Yeah, that is the one I was looking at. Yes. Nice. So you got one. One for one for two. All right. You ready All for right. another one? Cool. All right. All right. One star review. All right. Soulless. Pointless. Only a sad feeling at the end. <laughs> is that uh, is that Dumbo? You already said Dumbo. Was that your first guess? Yeah, I wasn't sure it was coming back around. Okay, I won't no, guess. I wasn't Dumbo. tricking you there. All right, all right. Um, is that the Lion King? Yes, it is. Oh, <laughs> all right. So you're two for three. Do you? Uh, I got a couple more. Spot on reviews. Ready? Spot on. Spot on. Yeah. All right. So another one star review. All of these are one star reviews. Soulless, pointless. <laughs> only a sad feeling at the end. <laughs> Jesus. Um. Is is this one uh. Maleficent. <laughs> nope. Uh, that one is Beauty and the Beast, 2017. Ah, yeah. All right, I got one more of these. One more for this game. Okay. One star review. Oh God. Soulless. No. Pointless. <laughs> Only a sad feeling at the end. That one right there. I just have this feeling that that is. The Jungle Book. Ah, no. Lady and the Tramp. I didn't even see that one. That one's straight to, straight to Disney+. Plus. Okay, so How fun fact. This okay. isn't what I prepared for the game. I actually do have real ones. Okay. <laughs> but in doing the work, so I'm going through all of these remakes, and I'm trying to pull one-star reviews. I saw this soulless, pointless, only a sad feeling at the end keep popping up. And I was like, wait, is this the same person? I went to their page. They, 24 days ago, went to every Disney remake and left that exact review. <laughs> so I wasn't messing with you. Those are all individually separate reviews for those movies. Oh Listen God. to this. Do you want to hear their review of Wonder Woman 1984? Yeah. This is the same person. All right. One star. Soulless. <laughs> pointless <laughs> only a sad feeling at the end but wait comma just a stupid script <laughs> so they've expanded their view yeah he he, he elaborated but here's the All real right. kicker and Ooh. this explains perfectly my feelings on a certain group of people in this world that I have nothing but disdain for oh god oh no Oh God. Zack Snyder's Justice League. I knew where it was going. <laughs> Four and a half stars. His review says, now everything makes sense. Really what you spect of DC in a movie. <laughs> Wrote S-P-E-C-T. As in oh expect. Yeah. You really what you spect it. of DC in a movie. Four and a half stars for Justice League, but Wonder Woman 1984 gets one star. Soulless, pointless, only a sad feeling at the end. Just a stupid script. Every <laughs> Disney movie gets soulless, pointless, only a sad feeling at the end. Oh, Joker got four and a half stars, of course, because we yeah. live in a society. Tenet 
one and a half stars, boring, Ooh. and the characters mean anything to the viewer. What does that mean? <laughs> the characters mean something to you. How how could you boring like this? and the characters mean anything to the viewer? <laughs> I hate it when they so mean was, anything. So that was just a discovery I made while I was preparing for this game. Do you want to actually play the game now? Yeah, I do want to say something real quick though, because you you just mentioned uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Zack Snyder. I I don't even I don't know if he was joking. It it bothers me that it, it almost I I feel like he thinks that he's now the defining line in what is canon and what is not in DC when he's just a filmmaker who is done making DC films because did you see the thing there's the Harley Quinn animated TV show which is rated mature did you see about hear about this so about it well this happened a few days ago basically I think season three is coming out of that show or it already came out and the, the writer said basically like we had a scene in season three where Batman was eating out Catwoman and, uh-huh. and then basically they're like, the studio was like, no, like you cannot put that in the show. There's absolutely no way you're putting that in the show. And they were like, they're like, why? And like, cause that's not what heroes do. And they were like, are you saying that heroes are selfish lovers? And they're like, no, just no one's going to buy a toy if he's eating pussy. <laughs> and, and then Zack Snyder that toy. Yeah, and then Zack Snyder posted a picture, like a cartoon picture of Batman eating out Catwoman, and he was like, I can confirm that this is canon. And then now people are like putting out, now there's another protest basically, and it's like, and it's called like, hashtag let the bat eat the cat. (laughs) Nice. But I'm just like, I'm just like. I can get behind that one. I don't. There's not enough representation of superheroes who perform cunnilingus. (laughs) It's true. But I don't know. That's like uh, one person who's like directed one, like the guy who directed like Dark Phoenix coming out and being like, yes, this is canon within like all of Marvel. Yeah. And it's like, it's like you didn't write any of these. You just adapted one storyline. You did a terrible job. Yeah, you shithead. Yeah. But all, all right. right. Let's, you're, let's you're play ready to really play this. Yeah. I just had a little bit of fun with that one. <laughs> It's just like what? What is this? When it was going on, I was like, "This is exactly the type of game Sky would play." <laughs> <laughs> you know what kind of game I run? Yeah. All right, for real now. Okay. One star review. Okay. You you have to be smoking crack to think that this movie was good. Waste of time and shouldn't have been made. They completely changed the story, and the CGI and logic was crap. <laughs> Aladdin. Oh wait, no. Jungle Book. Nope. That was Mulan. Oh, Mulan. <laughs> Mulan. So you're right. you're 0 for 1. But, you know, there's we're starting to weed them out. We're starting to weed them out. Okay, so Mulan's off the table. Yeah. One star review. This director has either suffered severe brain damage from an accident earlier in life or in their old age has succumbed to a plague of seizures that have distorted their reality so far to allow themselves to believe that this garbage is suitable for viewers. Oh, God. (laughs) Either that or they think we're all retarded. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) How does Rotten Tomatoes still have that review up? I don't know. This is from 2020. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, like, that doesn't mean that's when the movie's from, but that's when they wrote this review. Jeez. Um, I'm going to say that one is for Aladdin. 
Oh, wait, no, you just did Aladdin. I'm going to say it's for The Lion King. Nope, that was for Dumbo. Ah, damn. Tim Burton, I was editing his name out of it when I said this director, and I I didn't mention their gender because I didn't want to give anything away. Mm. <laughs> right, so Mulan and Dumbo are off the table. Ready? The lead actress is about as enchanting as a pl- as. Oh, let me take this again. Oh wait, no, I actually didn't make a mistake. This idiot just put an unnecessary. They wrote it as a, but then a proper name. So I'm gonna okay. read it the correct English way. All right. This actress is about as enchanting as Plank from Ed, Ed, and Eddie. <laughs> this is Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> yeah, it's Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> See, I tripped up because they wrote as a Plank from Ed, Ed, and Eddie, but Plank is a proper name in that show's context. Yeah. I was going to say, that's not like that far off. <laughs> yeah. All right. This one, this one tickles me because it is <laughs> what the review is versus what the rating is makes no sense to me. Totally useless movie. Three stars. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's the whole review. Totally useless movie. Three, Three stars. stars. Um, I'm going to say that one is Aladdin. Ah, that is Lion King. Ah, damn. <laughs> so useless, but there are redeeming things about it. Yeah. This. Oh, my. All right. I believe this is the last one. Yeah, this is the last one, but then I have some other ones that I just want to uh, make mention of. All right. This world is filled with dum-dums, and they love this movie. (laughs) Worst movie ever. One star. (laughs) It's the worst. Um... Now, just as a reminder, we did Mulan, Dumbo, Beauty and the Beast, Lion King already. I'm I'm just going to say Aladdin again. Yep. Yep, it's Aladdin. Yeah. <laughs> now, there's some other reviews that I love from Aladdin. This one, okay. it's pretty good, but not the greatest. Four stars. <laughs> that doesn't seem to line up for me. <laughs> this one I love because of, I feel like their, like their critique is not entirely wrong, but I think their heart is in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. Like, the thing that upsets them the most is, like, it just seems like that's what your big problem is? One-star review. All I ask from this movie was for them to leave my favorite bird alone just as he was. (laughs) They couldn't do that. They turned him into a nothing character. He played a huge role, and now he's just short of there with no real point. (laughs) Someone... Really sticking their neck out for Iago. I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna say, he, you know, Gilbert Godfrey wrote that review. <laughs> yeah, I, I just love that this person framed it as like, I just want him to leave my favorite bird alone. Alone, like not even like of all time, this is the greatest bird. Bird, yeah. There's a like, bird not hierarchy. even like, oh man, I love this character. I love like the original adaptation. Just like he's my favorite bird. <laughs> he's better than he Big goes, Bird. He's better he than Woody the- Woodpecker. <laughs> <laughs> it goes on those like tier maker like websites and it's just like a b- famous bird one <laughs> and he's like okay Iago's <laughs> yeah. definitely S tier <laughs> oh for sure god tier bird <laughs> god tier 
Yeah, boy. So, Return of the Games. That was that was what I brought for you. Nice. I like that one. Yeah, it was a good time. <laughs> Anytime you could uh, you could rip on some some dumb people. <laughs> yeah, those time. are some pretty tough damnations. You see what I did there too with the name, right? One hundred and one yeah. damnations. Granted, mm-hmm. I didn't do one hundred and one of them because that would have been the whole episode. Yeah. But for sure, there are 101 of them. There's yeah. like 100 of them just on Lion King alone. When we get to our uh, 101st birthday, we can do something yeah. like that. Yeah, for sure. We will. Guaranteed we will. Nice, nice. I'm glad we did that. That was fun. Yeah. I mean, there's a, a few episodes. Uh, I think a lot of people, their favorite game of all time is the Fast and Furious one that we did. Oh, that was a good one. I've I've heard a lot of people like message me and be like, the game you did on the on the Hobbs and Shaw episode is just fucking gold. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Oh, I wanted to mention too. Did you see? So a couple of weeks ago, we put out for uh, well, we were talking about like really dumb shit that we've said on the show. Mm-hmm. Like, have you have you looked at our messages on the IG? Yeah, I know you responded right. Um, I responded to, uh, to the last thing. So Logan, I know who listens, not my son yeah. to be confused with anybody, but what up Logan? Um, we asked on the show, we were like, what's, I wonder what, like, what's the dumbest thing? Like we've like joked about that we thought was hilarious. And he, he came back with this. I do love this too, but he, <laughs> he, his idea or his, um, his candidate is when, uh, we were apologizing to our Australian listeners for doing the the over-exaggerated Australian accent from the uh, Outback Steakhouse commercials. But then yeah. as soon as we were done apologizing for it, we proceeded to do it for five minutes. <laughs> so we're like, we're it's it's like an apology video where we're like, we're really sorry we did that accent. We didn't mean it to be offensive. Anybody we hurt with our actions... You know, we're learning and we're deeply apologetic. And, you know, I'm not the same person I was back then. And, like, crikey! Like, <laughs> we just immediately start doing it. And <laughs> it just takes away any sincerity in the apology. <laughs> it's also not, like, a real apology. Like, Australians are barely real people. Oh, yeah, unless you're Hugh Jackman. Yeah. And look at him. He's never Australian in a movie. He's always... He, he knows what's up. He knows what's up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I'm never going to get in a movie if I talk like this. <laughs> Outback stickiest. I think he may have. I can't remember. Maybe he kept his like accent in Chappie. You ever see Chappie? No, but I know of the movie and fuck that movie. <laughs> Not interested. Why, why aren't you interested? Because you don't want to hear Sigourney Weaver say the line. We're now commencing the launch of the moose. What? That's it's the robot movie and launch she, of a moose. Yeah, so basically they like Chappie's the one where there's like the renegade robot basically, and yeah. and then they have like this like mech thing that uh, Hugh Jackman pilots at the end of the movie. I'm pretty sure. And when they're like launching it, like when they're about to like like we got to get the moose out there. That's a, and. Sigourney Weaver like says like over the like intercom and like the base. She's like, we are now commencing the launch of the moose. I just lost it in the theater. (laughs) What is that? Yeah. Not interested. I like Neil Blomkamp, but that movie was not the best. Well, we're not here to talk about all that. We're here to talk about uh, Cruella. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I intentionally left Cruella out of the game because I didn't want to look at the Rotten Tomatoes on it. Yeah, that's a, that's a good idea. Good, uh, good way to not spoil it for yourself. Now, I think this is our fifth episode on a Disney remake because in the past we've done Aladdin, Dumbo, mm-hmm. Mulan, Lion King, The Lion King, and then now Cruella, right? I think it's five. Mm, yeah. Did we do anything else? What else has come I out th- since then? I think it's just those. Like Lady and the Tramp came out since then, but we didn't do an episode on it. I think that's it. Yeah, I think it's that. But uh, we have we have said, I think every single time we've done one of these episodes, we've basically said, like, I don't know why they're doing this, and it's all money, and I'm over it. So yep. <laughs> we almost didn't do this episode. Like, I think uh, I don't think either of us were particularly excited to do this movie or like see this movie before uh, it had come out. We were just like, uh. yeah, I had heard going into it a few things and it actually intrigued me. Like after the movie had come out, I think I saw this maybe like three days after it came out and I had heard a few things from some people like, oh, like you might like it because it's kind of like this movie. And I was like, oh, that's cool. So I went and saw it and let's get into it. The director, did we do it? Tra- we did a trailer park on this or did we not do a trailer park on this? I don't remember. I don't remember either, but the director is Craig Gillespie, who was the director on I, Tanya, which was one of my favorite movies that year. And uh, one of the writers from I, Tanya is also on this movie, I think. Even Oh, no, you know what it is? There's an actor from I, Tanya, But Craig Gillespie, he is the director. He did I, Tanya. There's, I think, five or six writers on this movie, but some of them have done really good stuff. Like uh, Tony McMara, he, has, he was the writer on The Favorite, which won Oscars. Uh, it was really good. Um, Alien Brosh McKenna, she was the writer on The Devil Wears Prada, which was actually the movie that I had heard people saying Corella is like, which I like a lot. Uh, Kelly Marcel was the writer on Saving Mr. Banks. And uh, Dana Fox, she was the writer on Isn't It Romantic, which landed in your bottom 10, I'm pretty sure, <laughs> that year. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. And then as far as the cast goes, uh, I actually really like the cast. Emma Stone, obviously, we've talked about her before with plenty of things. Uh, mainly, I think we every we always talk about Superbad, so Superbad, but La La Land, The Help, Birdman. We done we did Zombieland. Emma Thompson, she plays the Baroness. She was in Saving Mr. Banks, Love Actually, How to Build a Girl, uh, and Sense and Sensibility. Joel Fry, uh-huh. he plays Jasper, which I thought that was really cool that they put um, Horace and Jasper in this movie. Uh, but he was in yesterday's in Game of Thrones. Uh, Paul Walter Hoser, he plays Horace, and he's the actor. He was in I, Tanya. He's also in Black Landsman, Richard Jewell. And Mark yeah. Strong is also in this movie. He plays friend John of the, pod. the Valley. Yep, friend of the pod, Mark Strong. That is true. Forgot about that. And yeah, he's in 1917, which we talked about. The Kingsman, Shazam, which we talked about. Zero Dark Thirty. Um, bunch, of, bunch of good stuff. Uh, yeah. Where do you want to start on this one? That's right, because I've watched it more recently, so recently that I actually finished it earlier today. Nice. Um, I guess it's tough because my notes are very bare bones because I was literally like watching this like between like stops at work and stuff. So um, I didn't get a lot of opportunity to write stuff down. So a lot of like what I would talk about is kind of like gut reactions and um, just overall what I see. What I think... We should start with is being that this is not a remake of a past Disney movie. And Mm -hmm. this is 
um, adding a backstory to a character who really you don't know much about from the original. Yeah. It's just like she's a crazy bitch who wants to kill these dogs to make a jacket or two. Uh, it's an original story. Mm-hmm. And I think this movie, I think where it succeeds is that it is doing something new and of its own. And it's not trying to retell a, a classic story that people hold. So like dearly, I think this movie gets points for doing its own thing and like being creative and not just, not just rehashing or doing the crime of taking a classic and bastardizing it completely. I think them doing something like standalone ish and not really having to do with an original, I think is a strength to this movie. Yeah. We've talked about it with other, um, you know, remakes before in the past. And we've said like, I flip flopped before. I'm like, if you're going to give me something, like if you're going to remake a movie, like show us something different. And then it, when it, the times that they have given us something different, I'm like, no, what is this? And then you have other times where it's like the Lion King, where like the Lion King isn't inherently a bad movie. It's just not as good as the original. And it's like, why did you do this? Like if you're, you're just making the same movie, but not as good. I, I definitely feel like, especially after watching this movie, um, I think like the the best remake movies or live action movies that they've done so far have been like ones that like Maleficent isn't a movie really for me, but I think the first Maleficent movie is actually like a good movie because it's a side like it's a it's similar to this where it's a new story and you're expanding on a character and you're giving an origin to them. I would rather watch that than watch someone destroy (laughs) really good source material. Yeah, for sure. So like. Part of me, like, I know we've talked about it before. There is a slew of movies coming out that are live action ones. And most of them are like, you know, they're just redoing, like they're doing a Lilo Stitch one and stuff like that. Like, uh, I would much rather see uh, some new stuff. And I know that they're, this is already greenlit for a sequel. There's a couple other ones that they're going to do for prequels. Um, so, yeah, hopefully there's there's more things that are adding something new. Because um, I will say this, I found this movie way more interesting than almost all of the live action movies so far. Yeah, I think I agree. I actually haven't seen either of the Maleficent's, so it's the only thing I really can't compare it to. But definitely, I I think this does better, like plays better for me than the remakes have, because all mm-hmm. those remakes have been pretty abysmal. Yeah. So that I think that was something that like immediately stood out to me. And that's why I wanted to like start there and just kind of applaud it for doing something um, different. I still have some things that bothered me a little bit, but, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. Now, Emma Stone. Mm-hmm. Really like her work. I think she's great. I'm glad. I'm glad that she was in this. Like, I, I think a movie like. Disney's smart because Angelina Jolie is another one who is a strong actress. So like building a movie around a villain, like you have to have somebody who can like really play that character upright and like do a good job carrying the movie on their back. So mm-hmm. I think, uh, I think Emma Stone is like a really good leading woman for this. And I like what she, she brought to the table for this one. 
Yeah. Um, nothing she really did like offended me in like her acting. Like I didn't feel like anything she did was so over the top and like distracting in any way. Mm-hmm. She did have some moments. There were some things in the movie that were like kind of cringy for me, but it's in the writing. Yeah. I don't think this movie was really written for like two guys in their thirties anyways, but there is some, some things in the writing where I can see like, okay, like this is like really like simple, like in, in terms of like intelligence level, like this is not like the smartest script, but it's for, it's still like for kids, you know? I, um, I don't actually really know if this is for kids to be honest. That's true. There is murder. Moida. Well, this movie is actually rated PG-13, uh, which I didn't know. Yeah, this is PG-13? Yeah. Is, okay, uh, then PG- I'm offended at the way it's written now. Because <laughs> it's written I, like they're talking to children at some points where I'm just like, sick exposition dump. There's So uh, I think there's a lot of, um, maybe not a lot, but there are some similarities in terms of like the storytelling between this and I, Tanya, mainly in terms of like, there's a lot of narration between the two. Yeah. And um, so in that, I, I can totally agree. Like, I feel like the narration is is a little heavy at times. Um, I actually, but for the at most- least in I, Tanya, I feel like the narration is letting you in on what's going on inside, like, especially for Tanya. Like, it's the internal dialogue. Whereas I feel like the narration in this, it is literally recapping the last five minutes you just watched. Like there's multiple times where like Emma Stone, like there's a big reveal about this other character in the movie. And Mm -hmm. we all learn that information two minutes earlier. And then the next scene is her walking and it's all gray and rainy and it's her inner dialogue. And it's literally just saying like, yeah, so this thing that you all just heard now I'm saying it again. (laughs) <laughs> this thing that you all just saw, I'm I'm recapping that. Whereas in Itania, it's not really doing that. It's more like go, talking about like the like inner struggle or whatever she's thinking that you don't visibly see on screen. Here, you watch it unfold on screen, and then she says it back to you again. Yeah. So like, as much like there is the similarity in that type of storytelling, but here I feel like it's done a lot dumber. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't think the writing was bad. I just didn't think it was, like, great. There's things that I actually really like about the writing. hmm And, like, I kind of want to go into the story before I go into the dialogue just because I feel like the the story itself uh, kind of leads into why I like the dialogue at points. Um, but, like, people were saying that the movie's a lot like The Devil Wears Prada. And the when I was watching it, I was like, oh, this movie is, like, the Devil Wears Prada and like an Oceans movie combined at some points. But like early on in the movie, I was like sitting there and I was like, this is kind of a cool story to tell. Like I wasn't expecting this type of movie to be the the story that we were going to get for a Cruella DeVille origin. Like I think it was they they went in a kind of an unconventional way. Like if you're pitching this, it's like, hey, we're going to do a Cruella DeVille origin story and Disney's like, okay, and it's like this kid company, like, what are you gonna do? And like, okay, we're gonna do it like about like the fashion world and and about like how like, you know, there's the people at the top are the ones that'll do the most despicable things to stay at on the on top and stuff like that. And it's like it's not something that like kids are gonna really like 
I don't think uh, little kids are going to gravitate towards this. That's why I was like, I don't really know if it's for kids. I feel yeah. like it almost is made more for young adults or adults because they grew up with 101 Dalmatians. But I was going to say, like, because they're going into, like, the like the fashion world, they almost kind of play on, like, that, like, douchey snobbiness of it also. And there is some, like, I think the dialogue is mainly between Emma Thompson and Emma Stone is very quippy and witty. And I liked a lot of the dialogue in it. Like this movie actually made me laugh a good amount. So I didn't hate the story. I I didn't hate the writing either. I can definitely see the thing with the exposition. And I think the writing starts to decline maybe about halfway through the movie. But overall, mm. like I actually really like for the most part, I actually really enjoyed the story and I liked the characters and the dialogue way more than I thought I would. Yeah, I actually, I did like that they were making it like a heist movie. And like, after thinking about it, I was like, that's actually smart. Because if if you look at 101 Dalmatians, like what are those two doofuses doing? They're trying to steal the Dalmatians. Mm -hmm. So it made sense to like take that element and blow that up. And like, oh, they're, they're thieves and stuff like that. Make it a heist movie. And like, yeah, you're right. Like it is commenting on a lot. Like, it's got like this classist thing going on or talking about like the, the top percent. And then like, you're seeing both worlds of like the super wealthy and then like the dirt poor, like living in the gutter, stealing to survive type mm -hmm. narrative going on. So I did appreciate all of those things. And that's why like I gave it uh, props for the, for its originality and for doing something different. But yeah, I think, I think that's a good point that you made about, the decline in, in the dialogue or the decline in like the script. Cause I didn't notice it in the beginning. It wasn't until after like a certain point when sh shit starts popping off where I'm like, Oh, this is like, there's some like dumb shit happening. I'll, like uh, not like what the characters are doing, but like what they're saying. Like there's a number of times where like I, I rolled or like I full body, like crippling, like cringed at something that was happening. The moment that she actually becomes Cruella DeVille, like when she wakes up after something that happens and she's like, I'm Cruella now, that's actually yeah. where the movie gets gets worse for me. It's funny. It's like when she is Cruella, the movie is not as good. Um, that's the that's the exposition that I was talking about is that scene. That monologue starts with her explaining everything that's happened up until that moment. Like we didn't just watch it. That's why I was like, well, I mean, I guess it's for children. So yeah, maybe they, they uh, need that. <laughs> I, I liked it a lot more, mainly because, like, I I really liked the dialogue, and I liked, like, the wittiness and, like, the humor. And, uh, again, like, oh, I feel like the Devil Wears product connection only really comes in, like, in the first hour of the movie. And then I feel like the yeah. back half becomes a lot less like the Devil Wears Prada. And I'm mentioning it a lot, but I do really like that movie, so... I was enjoying the first half a lot more. I also felt like I was getting way more attached to the characters. Like, even though I didn't like Emma Thompson's character, I thought she mm -hmm. was awesome. Like, I think she nailed this character. And so I was just like, I want to see more of her and the two of them on screen together. And once there's kind of like that rift and it becomes like, I feel like halfway through the movie is when you really have to start suspending your dis disbelief, which isn't, like that's not an issue. I'm I'm gonna go see this Cruella Deville prequel movie. Like I, I'm there for suspending my disbelief, but I feel like halfway through, it becomes way less about the characters 
and a lot more about the theatrics. And yeah, I stopped. It's not that I stopped enjoying it. It was just uh, it was a different movie. It was a different movie. Yeah. And I was like, I felt up way until more I, grounded in the beginning. I actually yeah. really liked the first, the front half of this movie. I was like, yeah. cool. I like what they're doing. That's a, the first half I was sitting there and I was like, I really, really like this. And then the back half, I was kind of like, okay, there's, there's enough good there that I still really enjoyed my time. But like, if you had kept up that pace of like the first half, I probably would have been like, damn, this is like fucking great. You know, what could have helped it is uh, cutting 20 minutes out of it. Oh yeah. I think if they shortened <laughs> it and tightened up the, the third act, mm-hmm. it would be overall a much better experience. Yeah, I agree. I felt like it's cause this movie's like two hours and 15 minutes long. It's pretty long for, for what it is. And there's a lot of the same kind of in the middle. Like there's a long montage of her like sabotaging the Baroness's um, mm-hmm. like galas and stuff. And a lot of the, a lot yeah, of the how same. Long it, is, how long of a course of time is this movie taking place? Like how many galas are really being had? Like, is this over the course of like three years? I don't know. <laughs> I think it took place over the course of maybe like, like a half a year. And she was having something like every like, month but i don't know still yeah still i want i did want to say this though um there is a like twist in this movie and <laughs> do you do you want to get into the twist or no like yeah both doors open man okay well it sounds like you don't like the twist from when you were laughing yeah i i don't know man there's a couple of things in this movie that felt very like cliche Mm -hmm. or unoriginal and that was one of them to me so the the twist in this movie is that you know you're meant to believe that well first of all Cruella's mother uh in the opening scene dies and I was like oh damn and I thought it was so funny because this was something that I, I was my first note I literally laughed out loud to this because I'm like this is a trope in like old movies where it's just like I don't like this thing. What do you mean you don't like this thing? I don't like this thing. Come on, everybody likes this thing. God damn it. I don't like that thing. That thing killed my brother. Oh. <laughs> and it's like in this movie, like it starts up and it's just like, oh, that's why she doesn't like Dalmatians. The Dalmatians killed her mother. It's like, I hate Dalmatians. Dalmatians <laughs> killed my mother. <laughs> I was uh I was gonna bring that up later on, but um and I think I still will, but I don't I don't like that either. I will say that the the twist that I was talking about was the thing with her mom, like her real mom. Right. Right. Exactly. Okay. Like I actually I actually really like that twist and I liked it for multiple reasons. One, I just thought it was like I think a lot of there was a lot of people online that were like, oh, you knew it was coming and maybe I'm just dumb, but I didn't. So I was just like, oh, that's kind of like like an oh shit moment. Like I didn't expect that. Yeah. And it's a way to kind of like that moment, finding that out and finding out like she was basically left for dead and this woman's a scumbag and she's the main reason why her, her like who she considers her real mom is dead. Like that is the catalyst for bringing out like the dark side in Cruella or Estella or whatever. So I Mm -hmm. like that like just from like a storytelling perspective, but also 
the problem a lot of people have with these like villain origin movies is like you don't want the audience to sympathize with a villain. And that's kind of the genius of Joker is that they show you the entire movie. Like this guy is like the worst, not the worst, but like this guy is like going to hurt people. And then when he like finally does kill someone at the end of the movie, you're like, like you actually saw, like you watch him pull a gun on someone and kill them. And then you're just like, yeah. And it's like you, that movie flips you, makes you the psycho kind of, but like, what I was saying with this is you don't want to sympathize with this woman who's going to grow up to someone who's killing puppies. Like is Cruella right. DeVille like the most heinous like Disney villain ever? <laughs> and yeah, maybe, uh, but what I was like, basically the Baroness is playing almost a worse version of Cruella DeVille. So it's she's killing the, humans. Yeah. But like by the end of the movie, you don't like Cruella but you hate the Baroness more and it, it makes it so it's like, okay, I don't really like this character, but I'm still rooting for you. So you can get, get kind of get around that. But also it's like that person who's worse than Cruella is her mom. And it's like, so you can actually kind of see like the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. So you can kind of see why she would do things that are awful later on in life. And for that reason, yeah. I liked it because one of the things that is like a little bit of a negative for me is I felt like a lot of the movie, like, like the thing with the dogs, I was like her, the dogs knocking her mom off the edge of a mountain. Isn't a strong enough case for me to, for them, her, like for her to be like, when I grow up, I'm going to fucking skin 101 puppies. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. It so, seems weird. Yeah. So for, like for that, like I actually like the twist cause I think it helps the story and I think it actually allows you to have a villain movie where you're not just like completely, making that that this crazy person like oh my god like i feel so bad for them like i love them type thing yeah i don't know uh for me i don't think i necessarily saw it coming but when it happened i was just like okay of course but Mm -hmm. i mean that's also not something that's totally like a new thing it's like oh the the antagonist is actually the parent of the protagonist Uh uh-oh conflict what do they do? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. So for, for me, like that being a twist, I wasn't like overly impressed with it. Yeah. I actually, I don't know. Like I said, I, I enjoyed it. I think it helped this story a little, a little bit for me. Like my biggest negatives are, I think it's long. I think yeah. it's the, the back half is not as good as the, the first hour of it. And just like a minor nitpick, and mm-hmm. I think I think we've said this before, like mainly in relation to like Marvel movies where it's like we're OK, like changing the story around and, you know, changing characters and events around a little bit, but like staying mainly true to something, because I feel like that's a lot what the MCU is, is they take events and they like skew everything just a little bit. But like yeah. it's still the the heart of it is the same. And I, I know we're getting a Cruella, too. I think we might be getting a 101 Dalmatians eventually. So like, wow, I'm almost wondering if this is almost in a sense, like a reboot of it and not necessarily a remake because I don't really know if the way this movie ends leaves things off like a hundred percent the way that they were in the original movie. Like at the end of 101%. Ooh, wow. (laughs) No, like, uh, 
they established that she really likes dogs. Like she has a dog and I guess like she just doesn't like Dalmatians. But even by the end of the movie, she has the Dalmatians and she's cool with them. I know. I know. uh, I don't get, and that's another thing because in 101 Dalmatians, it's like she sees all the spots, 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 and then like inspires her, but she already knows Dalmatians are a thing. Yeah. So, and like, uh, yeah, I don't know how you would explain that. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess if they go and like, if they're expanding on this or if they change the story a little bit in future movies, then I'm fine with it. But like, it didn't bother me because I'm a, I'm not like a 101 Dalmatians purist or anything, but it was something that crossed my mind when I was watching it. I was like, uh, I don't really know if that makes any sense, but okay. (laughs) Yeah. I'm 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 not going to (laughs) complain. Yeah. It's what it is. Right. Yeah. Do you have anything else? I actually don't. Okay. There is something I want. Though. Okay. That's from you. Mm-hmm. And it's of a vegetative sort. Ooh. Give me all your tomatoes. And tomatoes. <laughs> Give me them ripe ones. Give me the ripe ones. Oh, yeah. Wait, before we do that, I do want to say full body cringe at them. Uh, th- the one time when they were, you know, ruining the party and they're performing, uh, now I want to be your dog by Iggy and the Stooges. Oh yeah, they're doing the whole band performance. I I saw that and oh, you can see me. They won't see me on the podcast, but like that started happening and I just went like, oh, like it like made my stomach hurt. I was like, oh, this is I couldn't even watch it. Like I was I was watching it and I had to show Meg. I was like, look at this. She's like, God, what the fuck? Such like. Ugh, ugh, just made me feel so gross. I hated that. Hate, fucking hated that. I was like, ugh. And he didn't even pick a British band. Like, you're in England, and, like, the whole thing is supposed to be sending around, like, 70s and, like, that style, and, like, that's around, like, the the punk scene and th- punk fashion kind of bleeding into Cruella's fashion and, like... Mm-hmm. And, like, they really didn't play, like, any British punk bands. Like, they played, like, Blondie, American... Iggy and the Stooges, American, like all of these bands that were American punk bands, but not even like the British punk bands. Like, how do you not play like Sex Pistols in your fucking movie? I saw a lot of people. The the point you're making is interesting because I saw a lot of people complaining about the music, but not not the the specifics of what bands they're playing. Just they were like, oh, my God, this movie is like overload on just like playing like punk hits from the time. Yeah, but they're not even playing punk hits from the right region of the world. Yeah, like, see, like the New York punk in Britain. What? Yeah, Britain had a punk scene. They had punk music that was, and Sex Pistols were like very much like embedded in like the punk fashion scene in England. Yeah, that didn't bother me, but also I'm not like super privy to that knowledge. Like, I wasn't like that band's not from British or whatever. Like, it wasn't bothering me, but I. My complaint is just that I think they just went a little overboard with definitely with just playing. Like, I wish there was a little bit more of the score. Like, I wish they had just more music that was made for the movie. Um, yeah. In times, because sometimes it just feels like they're just like playing the hits and there's a lot of them. It reminded me a lot of Atomic Blonde, actually, which is another thing that a lot of people complain with that movie where it's just like, okay, we get it what time it is. Like we get, we get that this isn't present day. It, it's um, how I felt about uh, Captain Marvel. 
like going way heavy handed with the nineties music. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it didn't, it didn't bother me that much, but yeah, I could totally see why, um, it gets on people's nerves. Yeah. But anyways, now actually tomato tomatoes, tomato, tomato, the critics, they're bringing this in at a 74%. So a C C. Okay. C and tomato, the audience, they are bringing this in at a 97%. So like an A to an A plus. What? Yeah. Wow. Holy hell. A plus? <laughs> Jesus Christ, people. Okay. Well, I'm going to say tomato. Mm-hmm. Um, and my grade's actually not far off, but I went a little bit lower and gave it a C minus. Oh, wow. Which I still think is my highest Disney grade. I think yeah. the highest before this was a D. For me, I went tomato as well. But I'm pretty mm-hmm. much between them because I actually gave this a B. Really? Yeah, I like this is. Uh, wow. I think this is actually my favorite Disney remake, if you want to call it a remake. At least as far as the live action ones go, I like this way more because at least it's giving you a new story and it's expanding on a character. And at least the story they're telling is not it. I will say like the story they're telling is probably the least cliche thing they could have done from a Disney movie. Like we've talked before, yeah. like even when we talked about like Mitchell's versus the machines, like how like the the climax feels a little bit cliche and stuff like that. Like if I if they were like, yeah, we're gonna do a Cruella Deville movie and it's gonna be like this like political fashion like class movie, I'd be like, what the hell is that? But I laughed. I I like the characters for the most part. I think it gets a little bit weaker in the back half, but overall, like I really don't have that many complaints about it compared to other Disney remakes or live action movies at least like this surprised See, me also like i was not looking forward to it and then when i left i was like oh i enjoyed that i had a good time <laughs> i was really surprised see i thought i was being generous with a c minus because that is the best grade i've given a disney movie or disney remake movie i also think this is probably the best that they've done with the remakes but still um one, this is not a movie that I would ever seek out on my own accord if it wasn't for this show. Two, having watched it, I never want to see this again. Um, it's way too long. Uh, I give it a lot of props for originality, um, doing something. Well, originality in the sense of these Disney remakes, because obviously I had I did take issue with some of the more cliche elements in the movie, mm-hmm. but I liked that they did something unique to the rest of the Disney movie canon, the Disney remake canon. And they told a new story instead of trying to um, capitalize on retelling the same story from a, a classic. Like, I feel like this didn't ruin a classic movie. They were just trying to do something different. So props for that. Respect for that. I think Emma Stone, I think both of the Emmas did a great job. Um, their characters Got the got the work done. I really didn't have a problem with anybody's acting in the movie. There were some things with the writing that made me roll my eyes or cringe. And uh like overall, like I felt like C minus. I'm like, you know what? That's a that's a fine grade, man. Like that's a you know, whatever. Like it's not failing. I didn't even put it in the D category. <laughs> it's just like kind of middle of the road and everything. Like I said, you could have tightened this movie up, cutting 20 minutes out of it, and I think it would have been a better overall viewing experience but with the length and how much it 
like seems to nosedive in the back half of the movie. I was just like, man, I can't, I'm not enjoying it as much. Like I didn't, I didn't love watching this movie. I barely liked watching the movie. Like there were things that I knew were good in it. Um, I think the CGI dogs were awful. Oh, and, they, like, the they CGI were when she's, when she parachutes, I was like, wow, that looks, that looks like dookie. <laughs> um, but overall, like this wasn't like super offensive to my senses as a movie. I had like things in it or scenes that were like bothersome to me, but like in total as a movie, I'm like, this is not nearly as like shitty to me as like Dumbo or as nothing as the Lion King was. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we just, we just don't see eye to eye, man. I actually think that we agree on a lot of the same things. I think I just, I liked it a lot more. I actually, I've, uh, I watched this twice now. Wow. Like, yeah, I'm granted, not going to do that. Granted, the second time I watched it, it was, it was mainly in the background. Yeah. But yeah, like I, uh, no, I just, I, I enjoyed it a lot. And I will say, I remember I was like, uh, if the movie had kept the pace that the first half of the movie kept, I would have liked a lot more. Like I was probably enjoying the first half of the movie on like, on like an A minus pace. Like I was like, I was really into it. Wow. Um, Cause I really liked the humor. I liked how different it was. And then I just felt like we didn't even say this, but she, she wakes up from an event and she's like, I am Cruella now. And I was like, how'd that happen? And it's like the, yeah. be, the beginning half of the movie was about the characters. And then the second half of the movie throws logic to the wind. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, I was, I was pretty happy with it. <laughs> I can see that. Like I said, I didn't, hate it and C minus is a fair enough grade but yeah just uh just didn't do the same things for me as it did for you and that's totally fine that's what the show is all about we don't have to be you know it's better I feel like when we are not a hundred percent just like I totally agree with everything you're saying like but what's interesting is I do agree (laughs) with a lot of the points that you made it's just those things didn't outweigh other things and also there's things that I noticed like in terms of the music and the music did bother me and just like things like that. Also, timeline was all over the place because it picked like bands from the seventies, but then like some of the song choices were like it just seemed like it wasn't the right time period. Like they played a Blondie song, but it was like third or fourth album Blondie. I might be wrong about that. For all I know, that album actually came out in seventy nine. But I'm pretty sure the song they played from Blondie was actually from the eighties because it was one of their more like new wavy ones. Unless they played telephone. I don't remember now. I don't remember which song it was, but I think at the time when I, I heard it, I was just like, I'm pretty sure this is from the 80s, not the 70s anymore. And that's why I was like, I don't know what time this is supposed to take place, but every other song was from the 70s. So yeah. maybe I'm wrong. I might be wrong on that. doesn't matter. I'm still upset about like the, it's like you're not even playing like British bands. Like they did, like they did like a Beatles cover in there and a couple things. But for the most part, I was just like, yeah, this music's kind of bothering me. Yeah. But yeah, still happy we got to review it. Still happy we got to talk about it. Love that we got to play a game. Yeah, definitely. So I'm hoping I can bring bring more games to us soon. We have actually talked about doing something special with our movie games in the mm-hmm. near future. If we need to, we got something in our back pocket. Um, I don't want to tease what movies are going to review soon because I don't I don't know what's next, but we do have a good list of movies. Nine is coming out, which we talked about earlier. So that's something to look out for, but the best way you can keep up to date with all of that is follow us at to do's movie reviews. 
You can even follow me at Sky Two Dudes if you must. You can follow me at Colin Two Dudes, I guess. That's, that's right. And you must leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts because that Please. helps us out greatly and that gets you entered to win free swag that you can find on todosmoviereviews.com. So we're gonna, to start, we're gonna have to start begging for it. Start begging, <laughs> begging and pleading for it. And bleeding for it. I'm fucking bleeding for it. <laughs> yeah. Fucking you know, creaming uh, my jeans over here. I had um <laughs> just side note. I had Rotten Tomatoes open when I looked up the tomato tomato. And then I'm not going to say what it is, but F9 has a Rotten Tomato score now. So I clicked on it to see what it was. And the thumbnail image that they use for like the video that plays when you go to a Rotten Tomatoes, it's literally just a super close up of Vin Diesel's face. Like you, nice. it's, it's just his, it's from his eyebrows to his, his lips. <laughs> and, Whoa, you're trying to get me hard, bro? And, and it looks ridiculous. Love it. The Fast Saga. The continues. Fast Saga. Yeah. Fnine. Fnine. Look out. So, poof. We'll see you there, guys, at the movies. Welcome back <laughs> to the movies. Fnine. And on that note, suck it, Swampies. 